Welcome back, scholars. Thank you for choosing this podcast to listen to today. I hope this message blesses you and everyone connected to you. And you know I mean it because I say it every time. Make sure you send this link to anyone who you think needs to hear this word. Now, today's episode is titled The Third Time is a Charm because sometimes we just need a little bit more practice with things. And that is my word today, okay? Don't beat yourself up for where you are. Just know that practice makes perfect. At least that's what they say. My friend told me that practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. And that's just the kind of encouragement I need when we're talking about the subject that we're talking about today, which is fasting. Just keeping it a book, fasting is hard. And the fasting that I'm talking about is the real fasting, the true fasting, the kind where we have to be pure in our hearts, minds, and our words so that it all reflects God. Now, while preparing for this message, you know I had to do my research and I am the queen of witty and catchy things. When in reality, it's just Jesus and I'm just jazz and we are what I like to call the dynamic duo. Don't hate. Anyways, did you know that the third time the charm is often associated with the holy trinity of Christianity? That was the positivity that I needed in my life after reading about just how many times and for how long Moses fasted. Okay, it took me by surprise as I recall all the times the good book referenced 40 days and 40 nights. And just being honest, the scholars back then in those days were built differently. The Bible references 40 days and 40 nights so many times. Um, for instance, when Noah was getting the rain, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. There were 12 spies who went out to look at the promised land before the others went to take it. And they were there for 40 days and 40 nights. The Israelites, our cousins, okay? <laughs> The Israelites were in the wilderness for 40 years, 40 years. And I like to remind people that that trip to the promised land was an 11 day trip. And it took them 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, not trusting God to get to their destination. Don't be like your hard headed cousin. Even Elijah, when he was on the run, he was on the run for 40 days and 40 nights. And Jesus on the mountain, we know he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. So unlike them, I know from experience and from nutritionists and from Google and from my trainer that going that long without food is not very healthy. And that's the thing that stood out to me. These people were not slow. They weren't missing a few marbles. If anything, they were ahead of their time and they didn't stick to the normal or safe things to do. They went with the God thing to do, even if it didn't make sense, even if it went against the grain, even if it didn't flow right. They didn't care about how things flowed or how people would perceive them, even if it went against popular opinion and risked their health. They were all in, and if we can learn anything from them, it's to be all in with our affairs as it pertains to God. So the message for today is that we fast. I know we talked about why we fast in um, the previous episode, but I wanted to come back to why we fast. We fast in order to grow spiritual strength by seeking God's direction. So our scriptural reference comes from Exodus chapter 34, verse 28. And I am reading out of the NIV version of the Bible. It says, Moses was there with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablet the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Some of our main points is that Moses was a different kind of guy. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights when he was on Mount Sinai to receive the stone tablets the first time. Then he fasted 40 days and 40 nights after he came down and he was so disappointed and angry with the people for worshiping a golden calf. He prayed that the Lord would not take his anger out on his people. And God listened. And finally, Moses went back up to Mount Sinai to receive the second set of stone tablets because 
In his rage the first time when he came down, he broke the tablet. So he prayed and fasted again for 40 days and 40 nights. So I know that you're thinking, if you're like me, what does this tell you about Moses? For one, he was a very thin man. He was very, very little, okay? Fasting for 40 days is approaching, if not beyond the limit of survival for most people. Your body consumes whatever it has stored. It starts attacking um, anything that isn't vital. So in appearance, his body type, physically, Moses looked like a very thin man. But spiritually, he was a giant. He was a giant with his walk in the Lord because he was willing to deny his flesh daily, to the extent to do whatever God said had to be done. Some takeaways from today's message is that Moses was a man of the people. He was for them. He cried and prayed and fasted for the people, even when it took him out of his own comfort. Moses also had to be a very humble man. They even referenced how he was the most humble man on the face of the earth in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Moses was so well-liked because he didn't brag about how vast his resources was. He knew that his help came from the Lord. So it was almost an obligation for him to pray and help others because he knew that 100% of what he got, he got from God. Moses also saw fasting as vitally important when everything else was at stake. Here he was, chaos exploding around him, people wandering in the wilderness, not trusting God. And he is deciding to pray, to fast. Some will say he should have been doing things. And I can relate because when the pandemic came, people were scrambling. People were trying to do so much. Me, on the other hand, I was asking God to strengthen me, to grow me. I want to be the best capital for my brand. I want to be my brand. I want to pour out goodness. I want when people to see me that I shine like how Moses shined. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, people couldn't just be right in his face. They had to check themselves. They had to readjust So with something to think about, I want to leave you with something practical that we can actually stop, pause, and think about. What systems do you have in place right now to protect the word that God has given you? What systems do you have in place to produce it, to cultivate it, and even to sustain it? And how often do you tap back in to the source for a refill? And if you are sitting saying, I don't know how to refill, I love that for you. I love that for us because on our next episode, we're going to talk about some practical ways that we can be refilled with the word of God. So our goal for today is to make a list of things that we can fast from that will give us more time to spend with God. My devotional reminded me that we fast not to get more from God, but so that God can get more from us. If no one has told you today, I love you and I appreciate you. Now go be a blessing.